the Chronorad alert. Civil defense information will be broadcast at 640. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K, how can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom, for five years. Thousand gallons of gas, air filtration, water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Telegram, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim, and today is April the 1st, 2023, and this is episode 283 of the Workshop Podcast. So how is everyone out there? Today you're getting a pre-recorded episode, one of the uh, ramblings from the road that are ever so popular. I am on a quick little weekend trip away to meet up in person with my brother Chris Dixon. Him, his two sons, me and my son Mac, are going to Red Deer to learn how to make knives. I'm quite excited. So, real quick, let's get the announcements out and we'll get to the rambling on the road. So, Telegram group, guys, that's the first one, always. If you're wanting to be part of the community, come by, join that Telegram group. It is the link is there, grab it from the description, and uh, all you have to do is just hit join, and then we will accept you as long as you're not some kind of crypto scammer. Number two, if you are in the Tennessee area, I believe there's still tickets available, but I'm going to be speaking at the uh, Living Free in Tennessee Spring Workshop, April 27th to 29th. Link for that is below. I would love to see you there. And finally, of course, guys, as you always know, if you're looking for a way to support the content that I put out, support the workshop, and to get a really cool patch every so often, no, nah, not every so often, every month, go to patchofthemonth.co and sign up. $10 a month, $100 a year, and you will get, uh, well, I like to call them politically incorrect and rather humorous patches every single month. And finally, guys, today's tool is the GoV Wi-Fi Freezer Alarm. I've had mine for well over two years now, and they have not let me down yet. They run really well, even on rechargeable batteries in the deep freeze cold, and they just work. They hook up to your phone to let you know, hey, guess what? The freezer's died, or somebody's left the door open, or whatever. I just love them. They work great. Link for that is in the description as well. And guys, with that, let's slide into today's episode, the latest installment in Ramblings from the Road. Hey guys, Toolman Tim here, back with another Ramblings from the Road. Been a little while since I've had to take a road trip, since I gave up a few of those properties up in Lloydminster. I only have to do, right at the moment, once a month through one trip out of town. So if I do other trips, I'll record them. Now, when you guys hear this, I'm not sure. My guess is I'm going to hang on to these episodes until I'm on the road for Living Free in Tennessee. The spring workshop. I cannot wait. It's hard to believe it's only been a year since I went to that last year. That was my first in-person event. And boy, guys, if you are wondering, should I go to an in-person event? Well, the answer is yes. It, if you can afford it or make it happen, earn some extra money to go to something like that, you will never regret it. It will change your life. You'll come out a better person, motivated, and... I think the best part is being encouraged because you will find out that there's a whole bunch of like-minded folk out there and 
you're not the crazy one. Everyone else is crazy. I know, that's what a crazy person says, but fuck them. So today, guys, I were also something else kind of cool. I have little Angus with me. We are going to attempt our very first round-trip car ride with my little buddy, three-month-old Angus at this point. He has become a daddy's boy, and we're going to see. Because, I don't know, there's something about a dog. They, they bring joy to your life, companionship, and it's a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe someday I'll be able to take him across country and go to events. But for now, just thought I'd fill you in on that. So if you happen to hear him, he's just next to me. So I think the topic that's been on mind that I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I've, I've, I've doodled down a few notes, and it just keeps coming back. And it's the idea of fear. I just, I can't shake that idea because it is such a theme that is so prevalent in preparedness. And how, how do you balance it? I've had so many conversations with content creators, fellow preppers, and the concept of fear is always top of mind. Now, I've always said, uh, one of my favorite sayings, and you guys will know if you've listened to me for any length of time, I have an unlimited supply of regular sayings. I get that from my dad. just makes me an old man, I guess. I'm not really sure. But I've always said that fear is never a good long-term motivator. But that's only half of it. It, well, two things. Number one, fear is never a good long-term motivator, but it's a hell of a short-term motivator. If you're running in the woods and all of a sudden you come face-to-face with a bear, a lo- uh, I don't know, what else? What, I was going to say a lion. What the hell's wrong with you, Tim? Now a bear or a wild cat, whatever it happens to be, and fear says, run? Well, I bet you're going to have a better time if you run away than if you stand there and try to fight it out, Right? So fear is a great short-term motivator, but the problem is it's a real shitty long-term motivator because all that ends up happening is you get burnout on the fear, and when whatever you're afraid of doesn't happen, which is 99.9% of all things, when that doesn't happen, all of a sudden you're like, well, that was pointless, and you lose your motivation. Now, I have been listening to Atlas Shrug slowly working my way through it. I love that book. It is quickly becoming my favorite book. I don't know how I've gone so many years without reading it or consuming it. The thing is, Ayn Rand, if that's how you pronounce it, kind of give me the second part of that saying, and it, it finally formulated, but fear is a good short-term motivator, but purpose is the best long-term motivator because long after fear gives up the purpose that you're put on this planet is what drives you what gets you up in the morning you know you might be scared or nervous about something but that ain't going to get you out of bed in the morning most times unless that fear is absolutely imminent you know if if your house is burning down then hell yeah that fear is going to get your ass out of bed And you're going to do something, which is great, and rightfully so. But long term, it's going to become real easy to get complacent. So you need purpose. I need purpose. And I didn't realize, I always said, well, turn that fear into looking after your family or or whatever it happens to be. But I, I never quite jumped on to what that meant. And 
because it's something different. I, I always said family because that's the reason I prep is for my family. But everybody has a different reason, a different purpose. And you know, a reason is a great thing to start doing something, but a purpose is a great concept to keep doing things. And that's what will get you out of bed. It's what will keep you up late. It's what will get you to keep making content when you've got three views on a live stream. And the only time great things happen is when a person is acting out of purpose over long term. That, that's it. That's how it goes. So let's go back and talk about fear because we're surrounded by it. The news is the worst. There is no, I don't think there's any bigger thing in this world that stokes the constant amount of fear than the news. And here's the deal. We are surrounded by it. And there's a few things I want to touch on. The first one that pisses me off to no end is the absolute fucking indoctrination of fear at school in the government schools. And I know you can say, well, anyway, we're not going to have the homeschool conversation at the moment. Do I think it's a better option? Absolutely. Do I think it works for everybody? No, it didn't work for us and that's okay. But here's the deal. You have to work harder to counteract that fear. And I see it in that under 30 generation. They don't have a purpose. They're just floating around because hey, they'll say, well, there's no sense in doing anything because the world won't be here by the time I'm 30. Well, guys, for starters, that wasn't much longer than the average age 200 years ago. So if those people thought, oh my God, what are you going to do? I've said it many times. I've lived through many, many, many ends of the world in my 40, almost 42 years on this planet. That fear is always there. And I'm, I'm not 100% sure how to get rid of it other than to, to teach and preach the idea that you don't have to live in fear all the time because that is the thing that will absolutely kill you. It's the thing that will eventually force you into, force you into nothing, force you into freezing, staying in one place and doing nothing, inaction, because eventually you either become paralyzed by fear or desensitized to it, and either way, neither of those breeds action, and that really bugs me. So, first off, wherever you stand on the idea of climate change, global, I don't care where you stand on it, but what I can tell you is the fucking fear behind it is no good. And when I see someone pushing fear like that, I question their motives. So there's that. But that's not the only thing. I, I remember, and this, this is something I hear a lot, again, in this prepper sphere, and I hope that I'm trying to be a beacon or a light outside of a lot of the doom and gloomers. And I always use Glenn Beck and Alex Jones because they're two of the loudest, you know, horn blowers that people in our communities really listen to. And the problem is, is that do they have good things to say sometimes? I bet they probably do, but I lose it under all the fear. There's another one up here in Canada, the Canadian prepper. And I had somebody message me the other day and they're like, Hey, I'm getting into prep and I've been listening to the Canadian prepper. And I, I don't want to judge anyone's 
motives, but man, when somebody is just constantly beating that horn. Now, here's an example. Years and years ago, when Glenn Beck used to be on CNN, I remember Becky and I were watching the news and he said, well, I don't have any proof for this, but I just really feel that Iran is going to attack the U.S. with nuclear weapons. And then he went on a 20-minute tirade about that exact thing, basically how it was going to happen and you better prepare for it. And all of it was based on that original assumption that, hey, I'm scared, I have nothing to prove it, but I'm going to beat it down your throat. Because fear sells. I get it. I understand why so many content creators eventually slide toward politics and fear because it's the same thing that the government and the media uses to wind us all up. And it's not right. So how do we balance it? What do we do? You got climate change at the school being beat down your throat. You have you have it being beat down your throat in the media. You have issues constantly. Last year, I, this was one. And again, it, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, genetically modified chicken feed or the price of eggs going up or the entire United States is going to be under a blackout this summer. Remember that? That didn't happen. Or even... And I'm sure Europe had it really bad this winter, but I was thinking about that today. Everybody was predicting that Europe was going to absolutely collapse and there was going to be mass deaths everywhere because of the lack of energy. And guess what? It didn't happen because as humans, we figure out a way. We might figure out a way to fuck things up, but we typically figure out a way to solve them as well. So you got that fear. And then let's go back to last summer when... Everybody was beating the drum. Remember that scary, scary, scary chart that came out that showed the chances of blackouts all across the country. And everybody said, hey, it's going to be rolling blackouts all summer. Nobody's going to have power. So everybody wanted to, what, what do I do? Where do I go? Well, for starters, make a plan. So I, I did a deep dive into that episode because that one really pissed me off because you could tell that it was fear that was motivating it. Now... Were the chances a little bit higher? Yes. Was that chart from an up-to-date source? Yes. But guess what? That same chart is put out every single year. And the, ch the chances from the summer of 2022 to 2021 of there being more blackouts was not that significantly increased. But you know what was? The spreading of that story the constant resharing of that story, the constant beating it down your throats by the media, and that's what happened. So there was the fear. It was created. I remember years ago, every summer, it felt like the major news stations and newspapers would push a story. And I remember I was probably 16 or 17, and every day CNN said, guess what? There's been another kidnapping. And you felt like you were on the edge of your seat thinking, Holy shit, the whole world is getting... The kidnappings must be up 12,000%. And a couple of years later, I look back, and it, they were actually way down. But one high-profile high news story, the news grabs hold of it, so then all of a sudden, it becomes a thing. 
and they push it and it's a theme. And then when we get it in our head, that fear scares the shit out of us. Let's do another one. How about that horrible tragedy that was the train derailment? Yeah, that sucked. That was bad. That was a news story that was should have been covered and was probably handled poorly. And then, of course, the conspiracy theories come along. But whatever you want to think, here it goes. What happens next? A couple days later, oh my God, there was a train derailment in Texas. And another one, oh my God, there's a train derailment in Pennsylvania. You know, every four or five days, the news would find a derailment to cover. And everybody thought, well, holy shit, our trains are falling off. They're being uh, sabotaged the whole... Well, guess what, guys? On average, there's around a thousand train derailments every year in the United States. Something to be concerned about? I don't know. If you lived around one, sure it would be. But the chances of it happening to you? Not that high. So always judge where that fear is coming from. Look at the track record of who's telling you this stuff. And then say, is it something I need to be concerned about? Is it something I can influence? Is it something that I can change? And my guess on most of it is, is no. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of fellow creators and they say, well, sometimes you kind of have to include a bit of fear. And I, I don't know where to stand on that, guys, because I don't want to ever be the person that says, hey, you know, because if there is ever something that is a legitimate concern that's like, holy shit, guys, we got to do something, then I, that fear needs to be there so we can all react. And people are going to come to preparedness and learn almost always out of a bit of fear. And it typically is thanks to whatever media story is getting perpetrated at the time. But one of my goals as a content creator and as someone in the prepper world that wants to see people do better is to help people transition from the fear to a purpose. And not everybody's going to do it. You know, 90% of the people are going to come and be like, hey, I bought a generator because I thought the power was going to go out. The power didn't go out. So... I'm going to sell the generator post Y2K, post 2008, post 2012, post COVID, whatever it happens to be. We manage to get through things, sometimes for the good, sometimes for the bad. But why not focus on the purpose that is building a business, building your self-reliance, building your homestead, looking after your animals, raising your kids, building a well-stocked pantry. Because the cool thing about a purpose is, if you have a purpose toward all that, it helps protect you from any and all of those fears that are out there. And that's what, to me, is the important thing. I, I need to get up in the morning. I need to, you know, make another episode of my podcast, put my heart and soul into some of these episodes, just, you know, dive into them. But fear doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. Purpose does. My purpose is to help other people. My purpose is to hear from other people and say, holy shit, guess what? I focused on the positive and I built an incredible business. I built, I, I wrote a book. I put together a webinar. I sold my first dozen eggs at the farmer's market. And that's where it comes from. That, that's what I want. I want it to drive you. I, 
You know, I think of uh, one of the, the protagonists in Atlas Shrugged, and it's uh, Reardon from Reardon Metals. And he, he built his Reardon Metal. I don't even remember exactly what it was called right at the moment, but it was a new alloy of a whole mixture of all kinds of, you know, it was, was it 10 times lighter and 10 times stronger than steel. And he was able to sell it for about the same price. And at the same time, it all happened during a huge steel outage. And so he was pushed all day, every day, sun up to sunset with that purpose, that drive to do something. And he wanted to do something great. And like I said, everyone that has ever existed in humanity who has done something great, created something great, and that could just be as much as raising one kid right, or having a wonderful family, or having a great wife or husband, or inspiring a bunch of people, or whatever it is. It's always purpose. It all it, to keep going. You know, you can do some pretty cool things in the short term from fear. Be like, oh hey, guess what? I went out and I bought I don't know, twenty-five gallon buckets of food because I was scared. But you're not going to take anything to the next level. If you want next level living, you have to drive it by purpose, with purpose, from purpose. And that that's what it comes down to. And I don't ever want to be that guy that, you know, shouts the end is nigh. Because I grew up with that. And it's fucking dog shit. It, to live that way your whole life, why even live? Why even do anything at that point? Because... Here's the thing, even if something like that's going to happen, are you going to act, are, do you want to know that some shitty thing like that is going to, you know, ruin the world tomorrow? Why not continue to act with purpose and build what you want? Because here's the thing, when you do that, when you build something great out of purpose, that is how you're going to compound your savings in any way, whether that's with money, whether that's with learning, skills, whatever it is. And when you do that, the great side effect is you're going to be prepared to deal with things that you didn't think you were prepared to deal with. And it's going to give you a blanket coverage like uh, insurance, you know, that covers everything. When you focus like that and have a purpose and drive, you're going to be way more prepared than if you just say, well, shit. I woke up today, this is the latest thing, and I'm scared. And here's the other thing about constantly harping on fear. You're going to be like, I don't know, like a squirrel just running to whatever nut happens to be available at that moment. You're going to be the, you're going to jump from, well, today I'm scared of train derailments. So I'm going to go buy myself a, you know, CBRN mask. But tomorrow I'm scared of blackouts. So I'm going to go buy a generator. And guess what? Neither of those things are bad in and of themselves, but you know what is bad? Making an irrational decision based on, I don't have the money to do that. Maybe that's not in your plan. Because when we make rational, purpose-driven plans, then that is what matters. That's when you're going to do things in the right order, the best order, the order that works for you. You're not going to put the cart before the horse and burn up all your savings because there's no sense in it. There isn't. Now, I'm an optimist. Uh, I guess 
I would be an optimistic realist. Because there are things in the world that are scary, and there are things that if you didn't run away from, I'd call you a friggin' idiot. But I'm not going to spend my life focusing on them or promoting them. I want everyone to build something great in their life, to live with the least amount of fear as you can, because there are so many people out there beating that fear drum. Even people who used to not do that sort of thing. It became cool to just talk about fear constantly in the COVID end of things. And did it suck? Sure it did. But guess what? We fucking built a great business during COVID. And I know lots of people who did incredible fucking things during COVID. And you know what they weren't doing? They weren't cowering in fear, sitting at home, putting sanitizer on their hands 742 times and driving around by themselves in a vehicle with a mask on. They weren't. They were out doing great things and not worrying about the rest of the world. So that's my take on fear today, guys. Not as long as sometimes, but what is there to say? I want you guys to have the expectation from me that if I'm ever dealing with the issue of the day that is supposedly fear, fear driven, I want it always to be solutions based for you. I want to come at it from, hey, guess what? This is a story. This is a topic that the world is concerned about. And hence, almost everyone everywhere is concerned about it. So let's talk about it. I'm not just going to sit back there and throw gas on the fire or oxygen on the fire. I'm going to say, hey, let's look at it. And if there's need to be concerned, then we'll talk about it. Because again, if there's fear there, let's not just talk about the fear. Let's talk about what we can do to fix whatever the issue is for all of us. And that's it. That's all there is. So guys, I hope you appreciated that. That's the... That's my thought from the heart on fear without any notes today. It's just something that's been on my mind for a long time. And I'd like to hear from you guys what you think. What your concerns or thoughts are on the gospel of fear versus the gospel of purpose. And I hope you guys are on the same page as I am. Because I think if you're not, I'm not sure why I'm preaching it. But no, that's not true. Really what it is, is doers and getters and workers. We don't have time to be scared. So what's the sense, right? But I appreciate you guys. Always do. Stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week.